0: Hi, I'm Nick Adler and I'm panicked about losing my mind to this NFT madness.
1: I'm doing good, I'm doing good, and we're going to get right to it today because... uh, It's a good idea. Yeah, because uh, I'm tired. That doesn't mean I'm not excited. Today we have on Nick Adler. I don't know how to best describe him, but let's just say, we don't need to go back in history, but he's a lawyer and entertainment whiz, uh, hooked himself up when he was in the TV business with the snooper, Snoop Dogg, and... uh, They have gone on a massive run together. Um, And really what I want to get into today with Nick, who's in LA, is talk about crypto and NFTs and collectibles and digital uh, stuff. Um, There's a million people that can talk about NFTs, and obviously I follow Fred Wilson and the FTX peeps, and we could talk about all the technical side of it, but really it's a lot about culture and community, and no one knows that better than Snoop, and Nick has been working with Snoop forever, so... I'm excited to just lean back on that. So uh hope everybody enjoys us. Let's get uh, Nick on the phone. Got it. Nick. What's up, Howard? What up? What up? The uh you're on panic with friends. I noticed that you are and I know you're not panicked about it, you're excited about it, but you said you're panicked about NFTs and and, and what's going through your brain. Is it just too much? Too fast? I mean, we all wanted to have the browser moment of crypto. It just so happens that the browser moment seems to be underway. Fred Wilson just wrote about saying, you know, follow the left tackle through this hole. There's something here. Um, it's not trading, even though I think it's trading, uh, which has been the killer app and will continue to be the killer app. I think he's starting to see that the new killer app is is community and culture. And I got Gary V talking about it. And, I'm, you know, and he's, he's stylistically uh, not always my cup of tea, but Gary Ves really understands this stuff too. And obviously I wanted to chat with you cause you know, this stuff. So walk me through where we are today with crypto and Snoop and how you're thinking about this stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an amazing moment. I mean, this collision of technology, art, finance, gaming, gambling. I mean, it's, it's, I've never felt so much of a crazy movement happening simultaneously, um, as I am right now and, and really, really enjoying it. Um, you know, I've been with Snoop, like you said, I've been with Snoop around 15 years. We worked together. How old is he? Is
1: he in his fifties?
0: Uh, he's almost, he's, he's approaching. This will be the big year.
1: And were you in the Corona commercial? I really dig that Corona commercial. I mean, I couldn't pull off any of the stuff he pulls off, including the outfits, but like that Corona commercial is pretty cool. amazing, they, They
0: play that thing every five minutes. Yeah. So I actually, um, the, part of that deal. Like I was on the Snoop side and sort of like formalizing that deal and going through the process and getting it all done and working through the creative. So that was a, that's been a long, great fun deal. That is, I think one that um, hopefully will continue
1: to go on for a long time. So I interrupted, but keep going on Snoop and NFTs.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so he and I have I've worked with him a long time and it was a kind of an interesting path to get there. And, and I think the, the beauty of, of the relationship that I developed there was that I started really on the branding and endorsement side. So I worked across Snoop's, his brand and I worked across his endorsements. And I was usually sort of the last line when it would uh, be one of these sort of marquee brands that would work with him. And there's a, so many of them. He's an amazing, the guy is like, he's, he's a force of nature and there's nobody who can sell as much as stuff as Snoop Dogg sells auth- authentically. Right. So that was a, an, an amazing sort of opportunity for me. And I've always been an early adopter and always been somebody who just really I took to tech and like around 2007, 2008, um, it got to be a passenger alongside of the social media explosion. And, you know, I had the trust in Snoop. He trusted me to sort of go out there and explore social media platforms. And that was the moment that opened my eyes to things like investing and, um, and equity, because before that I had zero financial education. I didn't even know, that you could invest in companies. It was just, you know, 2007, it wasn't, it wasn't on the top of everybody's mind. I mean, if you were in venture, or if you were in private equity or, or banking, you understood it, but I don't think in the entertainment world we, we understood it as well, you know, outside of guys like 50 cent and stuff, who had done some equity deals with like vitamin water. So I was new to it. So I did a lot of deals that didn't necessarily benefit us on the equity side, but they were good promotional vehicles. And then, you know, from there, you know, kind of realized, Hey, there's this opportunity out there and this opportunity to be part of companies. But what I realized in 2007, 2008 is around social media, we were just passengers like that was being pioneered out of the valley. And that was being pioneered by these companies, these centralized companies, call it Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram, whatever. so that was being pioneered by, you know, these these centralized social media companies. And, And they basically allowed us a platform to create, you know, big audiences and do and do like, you know do our own sort of our own content, but they owned it all and they advertised across it. And, and, and it was one of those things that, you know, now years later, you look back and it's like, we gave them so much. Yeah. We, we gave them so much of our, of our power now to get to the point and get to the question of the NFT stuff, why I'm so crazy about it. And I'm genuinely losing my mind to it. And that was kind of the reference I made earlier. It's just, it's 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 pandemonium, but there's so much moving, there's so much happening. And I feel like we're at the center of it. We're not passengers anymore. We are, we are central to this crypto digital NFT boom. Um, I mean, there's gonna be a million use cases for a million different um, categories from, you know, insurance to real estate to whatever. But IP and creative and art and content is going to, change radically because of these tools and these technologies and you know someone with a voice like snoop and and, and and reach like snoop you know and who's who's willing to take chances and be adventurous you know it's a blank canvas for us so i'm trying to do a lot of different things with him here as well as with other talent that i know as well as personally it is it is really it feels so exciting i can only imagine what it was like to be around during the, the dot-com boom it probably is a bit similar to that but um but the other thing is doing is it opened me up to businesses around the globe. I've never been so global in my constant day-to-day business, talking to, like, developers in Argentina and DeFi companies in Russia. Like, it's, it's wild. So, you know, it's about editing it all, taking it all in, and creating these, these projects, that things that can be both lucrative and um, innovative. So that's kind of my vision right now, and, and that's what kind of got me so excited to really go ahead first.
1: So, yes, we were centralized and I still, I was talking to Gary Tan, uh, who's not a bad investor, uh, sarcasm. He's one of the best. And he uses YouTube. So he started a video show and he was like, fuck right. it. Like I'll work the algos. Uh, I don't need Patreon or all these like theoretically less centralized platforms. Like I'll build it on old fashioned way. Cause I don't want to deal with any of this stuff. So, you know, There'll be a million ways to skin the cat. We've just added, you know, well, we've just added a million new ways to skin the cat other than Facebook, Google, Twitter, you know, Instagram. um,
0: TikTok, yeah.
1: And TikTok. So, but where's Snoop? I mean, obviously you're going to, you know, beyond Snoop, you're looking for other people that you think have talent or you can partner with. But where does the talent lie in this? They got to learn all these things too.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully, look, hopefully they have strong teams around them who can experiment and that they have faith and trust in because I'm still learning it. The short period of time I've been in it because I'm I'm by no means an OG in the space like there's a lot of people who have been this for a lot longer and by a lot longer it might have been a few years. That's how quickly it's emerged. But, you know, I'm still struggling with a number of things on how to like, you know, how to purchase certain tokens and transfer the tokens, and open a wallet. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, just setting up a Coinbase account isn't easy. That's probably the most easy, but it's not that easy. So, you know, and IDs and identification and all, you know, KYL or KYC and, you know, all these things. So, um, it's complicated. So the good part is, is that we've established a long-term trust and there's trust in a sense of like, if you, if you believe in it, like I have faith in you um, I think my track record speaks for itself. So, you know, we all have made some mistakes in our careers and things that did look great, um, in hindsight, but I think, you know, we're going to make some mistakes here. Um, but he's embraced it. We did a couple things already. We did something with a big currency exchange, um, called crypto.com where we dropped some NFTs initially. And then we did something with, um, a, a cool, uh, internet meme, uh, neon cat. Um, we collaborated with them to do it, to do an NFT. And now we have, some really crazy stuff coming out, you know, with the metaverse. So, you know, I think this idea of an NFT and, and where we go next is, you know, we're just in the, we're, we're like at the gate, right? We're just about to go in. And when we go into this world and this metaverse and, you know, this crazy ready player one like experiences, it's about to get real. And, and, and the way these games are happening, the Axie infinities of the world and what's happening with, you know, some of this play to earn stuff. Like, I mean, it is, it's, it's, um, uh, it's going to change how we, how we operate, and it's going to create all new kind of financial mechanisms.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, myself, because we know each other, how, do we, how did we meet originally? Did you call me, or is it through Robinhood, or what, what was the original? No, so
0: we met, yeah, somebody, I think we were introduced, uh, might have been through Mike Lazaro. Okay. Might have been, but, or, you, I don't, or, or Brian, I mean, there's some, some mutual friend. This is a long time ago already, and I feel like we've, we kind of we run into each other a few places, had a few phone calls. I really respect your 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 voice in the space. I listened to the podcast during the pandemic. That's what got excited for me, to, you know, to, to to you know to speak to you today because because this was something that I really enjoyed during the the glory days of the pandemic.
1: So the world that it exists today, because I'm fascinated by this selfishly, I'm. Setting up a production studio, not in the classic sense of production studio as an agent or just, you know, funding stuff recklessly. But I have this vision of the world where, I don't know, investing was uncool for a long time and there weren't enough of us, you know, it was all ETFs and it was like, give your money to BlackRock and boom, you know, Yahoo Finance 2.0. All the, all the youths today think they invented it, but this stuff existed in the 90s, then went away because people got burned. And they got burned because there weren't centralized places to chat. Um, and the internet flamed out so quickly. Uh, it, was a, it was a bright light that faded. This boom has gone on from you know, great financial crisis, 50 We're 15 years in, and it's just getting going again. Uh, so there's been this just there hasn't been a true technology crash since the internet crash. And so now you have let's maybe there were 10 million investors in the E-Trade era and now maybe there's going to be a hundred million I think between Coinbase and Robinhood there's over a hundred million people introduced to the financial system so I like you know putting my hat on I was like when I did Wall Wallstrip I'm like fuck there was like four people watching financial shows and the idea was to you know CNBC 2.0 but it, it, it got acquired before it became anything. Flash forward to today, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. You got 100 million people and shit content. I'm not I'm not knocking TikTok or CNBC. I'm just saying the content that I would watch and the people that I assume would watch the content that I would want to watch is in the millions now. And no one's created If you go to Netflix or if you go to Hulu, you won't be able to find an investing show or at least something that's like evergreen and watchable and educational. So that's what I'm thinking. So... How does one? And you're in the same type of business. You're going out to find talented people. So how do you think about that beyond Snoop? Like what you're doing today?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. Everything you said is spot on. Like finance is finance is cool, and financial education is amazing now. And the fact that like you know, well, there is not.
1: Like I agree, finance education should be the focus. We've now got the utility, the Uber. We have a loose aggregated network of maps. You know, stock, Twitch, Reddit. Um, Yahoo Finance is still around, Twitter, TikTok. Um, but there's no real, like, there's no Khan Academy. There's no true, uh, there's stuff, a lot of great stuff on YouTube, but there's no true place to lean back and get educated.
0: No, I mean, fair. Like, I think what I was saying is like, it's cool in a sense that, like, there's a youthful uh, people want to be financial now. They want to invest. They want to be part of this this industry. Uh, frankly, people want to make money, right? Yeah, At the end of, the day, of And course. they want to be smart about it. What's, what's pretty crazy to me, and, and it's, it's funny because I know you probably enjoy talking about this, but like I remember, I distinctly remember, I'm just, when I was a kid, the idea of trading a stock was impossible. Yep. Like I'd have to ask my, my, you'd have to be the kid who just happened to be into it to ask your parent to buy something and have their broker spend $200 on a trade, right? Then I got to college and and, and lost one ultimately. Like there was Scott Trade and and each yeah, and all these things. ATAC. I remember that even that I was like, this is impossible. Again, I had to have the one or two friends who were who understood it, and you know they probably did it wrong, but they were bragging about it. And then you know I adventured, did a couple of things and, and never really embraced it. And then honestly, when Robin Hood came out, like I don't care what anybody says, but that was that was like. It was amazing. Like, oh, it's free and I can just swipe to buy this thing like game over. It changed the game. And like, you know, it absolutely blew my mind. And now to see the variety of products out there that are sophisticated and cool and clean and, you know, designed well, um, it's amazing. And leading into what is now this next innovative DeFi space, it, it, it's, it's, it's game over. And I'll tell you something I've, I thought really funny. Cause I know you saw that day, but today, obviously uh, the day that um, Robin went public and you had all these like talking head bozos on CNBC. Like, you know, I like some of these guys, some of these guys, are like, I, they're, they're dinosaurs. I'm like, how is there not a youthful voice? Well, they're not yet? using the product, right? They're just commenting. Yeah. Well, there's, on. Not a youth, there's not a single youthful voice there. Everyone yeah. is from a certain area and they're clearly very smart people. I mean, you know, I, I give a couple style remarks on the guy with the gray beard and the bald ponytail. But ultimately, like they're sitting here bashing it. And then one, one, one woman up there, like um, she's, you know, talking about how, oh, it feels like a game. They made it a game. I'm like, what games are you playing? Like, that's not a game. Like, wait till you see the next level of finance when we go into like Groups. DeFi. We're yeah, about to go crazy. It, finance? Is about to be a game, right. a pure game. It's a model game. It's we are we are nowhere yet. It's about to, everything yeah. I
1: love to that you're saying that because I don't want to like hog it, but like we're on the same page here. Schwab was a game. Scott Trey was a game. They were they just was a desktop game. And what do you think? Right. They didn't want to get the darts up. And darts is daily uh, revenue per blah blah blah. Darts is the industry name that existed since the '90s, and Robinhood just perfected darts right um which has been a generally accepted fundamental way to value a brokerage like it's just they've thrown out the education with this you know i got approached at my club yesterday by a friend of mine who follows my twitter feed and he's like oh they fucked us on amc i go how much did you own he goes i didn't own it i go whoa you're a smart guy like what are you talking about he was like oh citadel man and i go citadel Is a $10 billion company. It's a shit business in the relative world of trillion-dollar companies. Someone has to do the business. And by the way, Google's a market maker. They take your bid and show it to everybody else so the price of your soup uh, tag goes up or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, They're citadel of every word on the internet. And then I've got CNBC talking about... Yeah, Citadel. I, think we, I think
0: you're right. I feel like the game's been playing us for a long time. Yeah. And now
1: now we're playing each other in this Correct. game. Correct. Now at least everybody's in the game. You nailed it. Everybody at least is on board. Yeah. Like when people tell me about Robin Hood, I go, we never had a game. We had us against them. Yeah, because we were on twenty-minute delayed quotes on Twitter, so they were laughing at us, and we were playing their game. Yeah, now we have information ahead of them, and we're trying yeah. to yell at. We're trying to take down the companies that brought us onto the game. Yeah, all Robinhood was, and all FTX, and all these companies are in Coinbase, are access points to play the game.
0: Yeah, and and some of these young kids out here. I mean, these what they're doing with these DeFi platforms and staking and trading tokens and. It's incredible. And they're building vast amounts of wealth. And and that wealth is is interesting because, you know, a lot of people going back to the NFT stuff are like, why would I buy a JPEG for for forty thousand dollars? And you're like, well, actually, you know, there's the artistic element to it. There's clearly the gambling element to it, Um, but it's an asset. And they're taking they're taking these coins and these tokens and they're staking them in what is currently the bull run which is the NFT stuff. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I spent last weekend, like I dipped my toes about. Uh, you have to dip
1: week. it. I haven't, so therefore yeah. I can't comment on it. Oh, on. no, so I dipped my toes dip, like that's six what I'm months to ago. Yeah. I am,
0: I, I dove headfirst in. I mean, I'll tell you what. I bought a Tom Sachs Rocket Factory rocket, which Wait a is, is an incredible Does project. your wife know? Oh, well, she knows. Look, I'll, 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 give, some, I'll give some inside. Here's basics. what I
1: say. Here's what I say is NFTs are the new Porsches. You can't tell your wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well look here's the deal i i had what's called a board i have what's called a board ape, which is a very kind of uh, it, it, i have a couple board apes, or that that valuable nfts for this community and they gave me they airdropped me a free board ape kennel dog and it's great it's a beautiful fun asset i kept it in my in my wallet and then eventually i, I priced it at 10 ethereum and i woke up the other day and it had been purchased so it was about thirty thousand dollars for this free asset that was given to me and i and i went and i purchased what is the tom Sachs rocket factory where i had to buy a nose of a rocket a body of a rocket and a tail of a rocket take those three components go to his website burn them and they and they created a new fully made rocket nft and they gave it to me and it was a hefty price tag um same price you would pay for fine art and i put it away and We'll see if I get some bids on it, but I, I, I love it. And I feel like I am part of this community now and I'm collecting it. And I feel like, you know, there'll be technology that'll innovate around it. And, you know, I'm all in, man. I know I'm all in. That's just one story. I, I, I spent the whole weekend acquiring things like to, to no degree. I'm sure I'm going to wake up one day and, you know, there's going to be a, a, a bust. But, you know, I'm having fun right now.
1: So where do you display it? Or are you just saying and do you have to worry about like a Porsche? So I, I think it's like a Porsche. Right? Like, it's a weird phenomenon. And you're doing it. So, let me give you my thoughts and then you tell me what I'm thinking about it. No, more. I love it. Go ahead. So, the old days like Snoop and I, or I'm not, I finally bought a Porsche. I don't know. It's not a big news. It's just, I don't know. I'm 55. Fuck it. And I was going to get a Tesla and the fucking thing wasn't being delivered. And then, you know, I always thought it was a golf cart inside. And I'm like, all right, isn't it? Like, Tesla will work for me if, as a buyer, if I walk in, and I say, it's a great buying experience. Give me the car, fucking Jetsons. Like, it should be waiting in the in the downstairs for me. And isn't that, the, like, that's what Carvana kind of is. Like, Tesla's, like, halfway there in the sense it's not even their fault. They're trying to produce these things. So I'm like, but as a buyer, I was ready to buy. If you're of the age or the money where you can buy this thing uh, in an Internet era, the fucking car should be waiting. Um and so Tesla lost my order to a Macan. Okay. These are things that in your 40s, if you buy an NFT or a Porsche, you just don't tell your wife. The difference of the of the Porsche and the NFT is, although right now used cars are going up and that won't last, is that NFTs theoretically could rise in value because of limited supply. Um, but you can't use it. And I think what's cool about NFTs in a world where they're printing endless money it's stifling inflation. Like we're just pissing our money away digitally. Uh, whereas when if you use that 100 grand to buy a Porsche instead of an NFT, a lot, there the the, what do you call it? The, the, the money movement, the, the movement of money created that different type of inflation. NFTs are a response to money printing. In the old era, without digital, we would just have massive inflation. Like people are worried about inflation. Thank God there's NFTs because otherwise everybody would be buying Porsches. And yes, Porsche stock would go up, but there would be massive inflation because people wouldn't be able to get their Porsches in time and their Tesla. So we have both going on. It's almost like the, it's like the digital economy is saving us from massive inflation. I think the dollar would be worth a penny if there weren't NFTs. And yet you have old people on CNBC saying, oh, my God, this is a crime. It's like millennials without knowing it are saving the world by buying shit on the Internet and taking it out of the system.
0: that's interesting you know I, I haven't really thought about it i'm not time. high does that make sense at all no it was great i mean you you said a lot though there's a like you you, you yeah, covered a, it a but i've wanted of to just topics. say it
1: on a podcast and i haven't had a chance to say it so no
0: no you, it was great i mean i, I in, in a way you're arguing like this one uh industry is deflating this other industry while inflating it. I mean, it, it's i mean it's like this inflationary deflationary thing because look the NFC it's is like a it's check like,
1: on the fed in some level yeah
0: but it's moving so fast that
1: you're getting so no, much so fast. The old people are happy because Goldman Sachs is going up and Wells Fargo is going up. The young guys are happy. They're trading in an NFTs. And the economy is surviving because we're t- the, the youths are taking this fucking excess money supply and pissing it away on JPEGs. But in a the way, they're becoming the new land barons of the digital era and old people won't recognize these kids. And they'll be wearing Lulu and Alo and all these other brands and people won't know they're rich. And it's really just one of the most fascinating. And I'm not high, and I don't smoke, and I'm just watching this, and I'm watching all the bad takes, and I know well, you, this you, I is why Snoop and I should have a chat. You should thinking, do it.
0: Let's go. We got a new show. That's financial.
1: But what's happening, Nick, is like, and it's like slow motion. I'm seeing it unfold as a educator and as a uh, someone who invests, and I can't even go fast enough. And what I'm trying to do is like make content to like make it all make sense. People are, have such bad takes, and it all showed me in the Robinhood thing. There was literally no users. They interviewed no users. They just had takes: Citadel, this, that, AMC, GME, and it's just like, oh my god, they're missing one of the most beautiful financial moments of all time, where we have two parallel economies.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I spot on. I mean, you said you said a lot of good stuff, and I think I think there is an opportunity and a big opening for really strong and a kind of youthful and irreverent financial content. But like to your point though, about the Porsches and the and one thing that kind of ties back to the collectible side of this, but like what I've realized having come from a world where like sneakers and I did a lot of sneaker deals and things like that. And, you know, watching sort of the pandemonium around sneakers and collectible sneakers and watching that industry move sort of as NFT space and aligning, you know, talking about that and kind of thinking about it in terms of a Porsche or a Land Rover Defender or a Rolex, like, these are symbols of success. These are things that people dream of their whole lives that put meaning into them. And when they acquire them, I mean, half the half the enjoyment is the pursuit of acquiring that Porsche, right? It's, it's actually, I think, once you get the Porsche, you want another Porsche, right? So the, the ideal there... Of like there is, there, there is a similarity between what's happening with the NFT side of it, because there's like, you know, great artists and creative influencers and brands like Porsche that are, cre- and Burberry and L- they're L- going to H- be
1: the NFT leaders, dude. Yeah.
0: They're already creating them. Like there's a Burberry one that came out this week. There's a Louis Vuitton game that just dropped. Like that world is easily morp- morphing into this N- NFT world. But, but beyond that, and I think where there's, where there's the difference here is like, you have the art side of it. You have the collectible side of it. But I believe and I'm, you're seeing a, a mix of a utility side developing as well as like a really next level generative programming, like stuff that's happening where guys are going out, people, guys and girls are going out and creating these computer programs that are generating these new products, whether they're in music or they're visual or they're sounds that are essentially, you know, being created by an algorithm. And then they're taking these products they're offering selects call them eight ten twelve, two hundred ten thousand of them to buyers and then those those tokens that these people acquire they may trade amongst themselves they may keep they may actually the more they trade the more that that product like you can program into it that it erodes so there's all these like technical things that are going to happen that create these weird deflationary mechanisms on in in this sort of um, token world so i you know in, in one respect like there is this high-end collector side, and there's this full-blown gambling side. Like, don't don't get it twisted. Like, well, my wife does know I do this because she sees me, and I'm on there, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I just sold this ape, and I bought this rocket, and I bought these fluffies, <laughs> and I and and I'm all, all what I'm doing is asset managing. I'm trading. I'm no, trading you're uh,
1: you're a land baron.
0: Yeah, just I'm a digital I'm, one. I'm buying and I'm selling, and like the fact that I actually because I because I sold this dog, right? And and I don't want to go all over the place to lose lose track of people listening, but. I bought this dog and it was 10 E and I woke up and it was 30, it was 30 K in my Ethereum account. And I said, and I said, you know what I said to myself? I was like,
1: I can live without it. Fuck the dog. No, You know
0: what I said? I was like, I probably sold it for too low. And then I look. I looked, and the guy who I sold it to had it listed for a hundredth ETH. I don't think he okay, sold it. Okay, that's
1: maybe it. the coolest part that people aren't even talking because I'm not in this world yet. Yeah. Because I want to go outside once in a while and <laughs> you, smell you won't something. go outside.
0: And, you, and everyone, I now find myself maybe.
1: going outside just to pee on a plant just to get some outside time. I have a bath, six bathrooms in my house. I walk outside just to get the experience of being outside to pee. Yeah. And I'm not even in your world. Yeah. I'm over there just talking regular stocks and, yeah. and investing. So I wish I was your age, but I want to get involved in this stuff without building again. You know what I mean? And I don't want to trade this stuff. But what's interesting about what you said is you now get to see the trail of how stupid you were. You see who bought your shares, what he's doing with them immediately, or what ETH or whatever you're calling. So you're smacking your head in real time as this guy Parlayed your thing and went and you can follow this thing forever whereas oh, yeah. when i sell my apple stock in 2014 or 2002 or four whenever i started dribbling it out it'd be hilarious if that guy was connected to me and i could see his life on my apple it's amazing so i he didn't realize how easy that's it was. what's gonna go on right yeah. the guy's gonna be fucking trolling you for the rest of your life here i am in the riviera with your apple shares Howard. probably a bad decision to sell i don't even think people have figured out the content that's going to come from these memes uh, because you're going to be able to follow that fucking dog you sold for the rest of your life. Now, could work the other way. You'll be able to make fun of that fucker yeah. for buying your dog as Absolutely. it as okay. it falls in value.
0: Right, exactly. And like I'll tell you what, like there's a, there's a I didn't realize how easy it was, but there's some wallets. It's so there, like, easy.
1: That's what I am yeah. not going down the rabbit hole.
0: There's this one called uh, Ray, uh, this app. Uh, sorry, uh, wallet called Rainbow, and I was in it, and somebody showed me that I could just you know once you get somebody's wallet address, and a lot of people are changing their wallet addresses to very Correct. simple. And you go in there and you, lo- you load it in and forever. I mean, it's amazing because not it's not just their NFTs, but it's crazy to see how much Ethereum they have and Bitcoin. And, and I, I, no. I, I'm, I'm sure there are ways to make it private, but it is it is a fascinating thing to see into somebody's vault. Yeah,
1: it's like the flyover states have now become ETH. It's like, yeah. I'm Idaho. That's how big it is. I go look through my vast uh, land grab of digital objects. And these kids are playing a fucking game that we don't understand. You're a your crossover I, I wish I had the energy to go into this. It's a time suck. It is. An it's absolute a time, time suck. suck. But I, the, I, the I, good I,
0: part for me is, is that I'm, I am, I'm in it deep on my own, and I have a crew. And sure. you know, honestly, like Gary, Gary V, like who you brought up earlier, like and there's some. The guy threw himself
1: on. into it. He deserves the riches. I'm not. Yeah. I can't there's do it. There's some
0: monsters on Twitter. I mean, there's some beasts out there. Like there's a whole NFT Twitter. This guy Jimmy, uh, this guy G Money, this guy Richard. Like these guys are.
1: So how do I partner with you since we have you well, podcast? Well, I mean, I'm ready, man. Listening.
0: So I'm doing two things. Because, like, you know, I told you I was, I was part of an agency, creative agency, innovative, incredible, creative, multicultural agency for years. Yep. I just recently left and I was, you know, as I'm an advisor. I just recently went out and sort of continue to work with Snoop, but I'm really full on into what is this NFT and crypto stuff. And I'm building both, you know, a DAO to allow friends to sort of participate and and in buy and sell assets and invest in other companies. I'm um, also, want, you know, good. It's a good time to promote. I launched a podcast called "Who's Buying This Shit," which is essentially talking about. That's me. what we
1: just talked about. It'd yeah. be hilarious content shit, like, to just see, in this, just interview yeah. the guy who made a fortune off you because you sold early.
0: Yeah. So me and Diota Leonard, who manages Grimes, who's another massive Grimes, you know, star. Grimes, Grimes is a singer. Am I just
1: making myself old there? Oh, he's going to be a big star one day. Who's Who's you too? Who's this Bono guy? But I guess Bono feels as bad as I do. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm rich." I, I kind of really wish I'd written all my shit in the digital era. All these, right. all these, right? All these artists are like, "Man, right?" Well, there's, I, I made mean, some like, coin. You know,
0: there's going to be, there's gonna, some artists don't need to, but there's going to be some artists, who, you know, because a lot of the, the problem is, is like, you have some fine artists who are doing it, I think, in really sophisticated ways, like like Tom Sachs and Damien Hirst. Music hasn't, music tends to be late, man. I mean, like there's, don't get me wrong, there's musical like programs. Music and finance are the latest,
1: music and finance, because the man controls it.
0: Yeah, so we're going to wait, and then there's like some hokey stuff. And, you know, there's some people who tried and did a couple cool things, but it's going to take some time. No one's nailed it in the music category yet.
1: Well, I want to uh, work with you. I know I, I have some money with Mike Dudas and, and Serge. It's at, uh, what's it called? Six Man Ventures. And they're just so deep. Mike's at Pax House. And I'm like, take my money, please. Like, I don't care if you got three full-time jobs. You're in it. Uh, Justin, who worked, had a product at Starks. That's a good friend of mine. I'm like, take my money, please. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to complain about I want to participate. And if I can't participate with my time, I'm just going to try and learn by reading quarterly letters. and And I'll find something. But what I want to do, and hopefully you can help me and we'll talk back channel, is I want to take all the stuff in my head and all my network and kind of like Judd Apatow for finance. Like take my network and your, like take these networks and get good content, like get this stuff so people can lean back and go, oh, like 30 on 30 for finance and, and really lean back and just know the stories and how the stuff is happening right now.
0: I love it. I'm all in. You know, you, you, when and where and I'm there. Let's dig in and let's do some fun stuff together.
1: So you full time now doing the new thing. I was watching, you know, it's so funny because Netflix, which I'm super bullish on, it's kind of not... Uh, you know, it's just resting or biding its time as it as it, it digest a massive move the last ten, fifteen years, and right. and you know they're like you said. I, I'm I'm like up last night and I'm like the Geffen by, and you randomly you were watching at the same time I guess yesterday. But yeah, the Geffen, I just watched it. They're yeah, it's like an old documentary. Old, so I think it's old, and it just Netflix served it up. And he's literally the timing of them serving it is like there's going to be a hundred Geffens. I mean, he's an inspiring guy. Like what? A, what a
0: I mean, a lot of things are about timing, right? His timing sure. was impeccable, and
1: yeah, was, the music that one street in L.A. Yeah, in and the seventies, Boulevard,
0: and Joni yeah. Mitchell, and I mean, it's incredible timing. But clearly, it was it was fun to see a guy who was both about the craft, but also the Wheeler Dealer. I yeah, mean, he was, you know, he was he was clearly an anomaly. Just the way he, he got his
1: job out. and lied, every, you know, didn't lie yeah, in yeah. a bad way, just lied to keep his job and yeah. and had to go through the. I mean, if people. And the fact that he had no skills and he just admitted, I got no skills and it was reading shit up. His skill was he could read memos upside down as he was right, delivering. Right, right, right. I mean,
0: fucking, he was a Wheeler dealer. He's also, he knew how to like, you know, he knew how to sell, you know? I mean, look, I tell you my, my background, one of the things that I figured out was, you know, I moved out to LA when I was probably like fresh out of college. And I wanted to be in the film business in the nineties when like, you know, that was like the independent film thing. And I would just, I crashed and burned and I remember I talked to my dad. He was like, go to law school and do whatever you want to do. I went back, went to New York, went back to law school, kind of like mediocre, made my way through, kind of got a, got a mediocre job out of law school. But, um, but what I remember is I started kind of realizing that I didn't want to go to court and I didn't want to fight with people. I just wanted to keep moving. And I would pick up the phone and start settling these cases. And it was kind of like, I mean, this is probably a terrible example on a financial show. It reminds me of Wolf of Wall Street when you're in the, when he's in the, um, the penny stock boiler room and just calling boom, 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 boom. boom. And after doing, you know, 40, 50 calls a week, uh, you know, I started to craft this sort of like storytelling and, and navigate negotiation. And to this day, you know, I, I, I fortunately realized real quick that law was not for me. I left, moved to LA, got into TV, got to meet Snoop, got to meet you know work in television for a while, then joined the management team, and and now more on the you know my own side. But but those lessons that I learned in that sort of fast paced negotiation environment is probably one of my best crafts uh, that I keep. Oh, in
1: you're life. amazing! And one of the great things, and I'm pretty good at spines One of the great things about this podcast, it's like it's Panic with Friends, like you know. don't have to listen this is for me i make the show for me that's why it's Uh, good yeah i don't know who cares who lives you know we joke but like i listen to conan obviously has a big audience but he doesn't know who's really he's doing it for him right the smartless guys who are funny like i can you know jason bateman and uh i forget the comedian that makes will arnett who i don't even think's that good but on the podcast he's fucking hilarious right and they're just goofing on each other and i'm like that's how ideas get formed. They're just being formed audio wise right now. I can't, I can't express these in blog posts. Like I see this world. Knut's hearing it for the first time here today. I haven't had a chance to really express how bullish I am on content and on media and podcast Isn't the thing. And YouTube's not the thing. And I don't know what the thing is. It's part NFT. It's part community. It's part, just get shit done, but there's never been a better time to be another Geffen. Right now the model will look different, but Geffen was basically what a million kids could do today. Right, you build a community. You help each other out. You're gonna sell to the man and piss off your family. Like, like the story is amazing. Anybody yeah. who's anybody should listen to watch the documentary. Yeah. Put aside what you feel about the guy and just see an empire get built and destroyed and built and yeah. and 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 because the content kept changing. He went from music, then he went to TV, then he went to movies, and back to music. And it's like. Oh yeah. He was fluid. He knew how to like, he's just, fucking just, fluid, just move, move but with the you need you know. to be like Geffen today must be printing. He must be going, fuck, I wish I wasn't so old because this is going to be a license to print money and you don't have to hoard it right now. Yeah. There's just so much of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a wild time. I mean, I, I you know, I think like it, it's funny you say that about the, the kids today who can be, I mean, there's some interesting, you know, these discord groups and, um, and these, um, these sort of token communities out there kind of to go back to the the crypto side, like this, this, I don't know if you've seen friends with benefits, but like they have an awesome community built around like creatives and entertainments. And a lot of it lives in, in a discord group and it has a token that they've distributed. And like, you know, there's, there's content being made by independent, you know, mod creators. and, And then there's events going on in Paris. Like I went to one that they held and like, this is essentially and again, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but it feels like a very kind of just fluid system where where it's operating um, amongst like various stakeholders, if that makes sense.
1: It does. And it's like there's three business models. There's ads. And I don't think it's bad or good. It's just a model. And we call that data or whatever. There's transaction and then there's e-commerce. And I think you have to have all three now. Like Coinbase could end up in all three if they figure out how to create a token of their own. You know what I mean? Like there's, right. there's right. the brokerages are figuring out how to be two of the three.
0: Right. And yeah, no, you know, I, I these communities can be all
1: three. We, they can be yeah. ads. They can be subscription revenue. They can be e-commerce. You know what I mean? And they can create a token that makes everybody participate in the community get wealthier. It's fucking irony, though.
0: That's one thing that is worth noting is that like, I've never experienced an industry where the U S is now the one suppressing the success and the innovation. You know, I always felt like, you know, love or, like love or hate it, but I always felt like we lived in a, in a country that was really pro technology and innovation. And now I, I see this like draw to move to Europe or to move to other places you know, where you can not have to worry about cre- and I know it, pre- it protects people, but these crazy regula- regulations that are being slipped into bills that are essentially trying to suppress like, you know, some of this, this, this crypto technology in the world. Like it, it, this is, this is an interesting time and I wonder how it plays out.
1: It's really weird time. So I, I don't think U.S. is as far behind as people say.
0: And no, it's not. I mean, look, you have, I think you have an incredible technology companies, you're really, really innovative stuff, but you're at this weird moment where you don't feel as though your leadership understands what's happening. And it's hard to understand, but you don't feel like you have the experts in, in office and you, everything is so polarized that there's no, there's no normal conversation. There's so no normal, but don't worry. trust me, go Europe. to
1: Canada, go to Europe and you go, oh, can't wait to get home. <laughs> and uh, I'm and sure. I think America—that's right. a whole nother thing—is like America should just send kids away for a couple of years, like like Knut, right? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. Go to That's fucking Oslo, which is great. You'll be excited yeah. to come home and taste McDonald's or whatever. Kiss yeah, yeah, the no, fucking know, ground, kiss the pavement. I
0: am like, romanticizing it. I, I think. Yeah, we're all
1: romanticizing. It. You can go to Coronado where I live, and it's Americana. Nineteen. There's many places in America that are still Americana, yeah. including flyover states. What what we've lost is is the ability to just listen. Yeah. And and that's because of the internet we're all busy we all want to fucking have a portion an nft yeah
0: i would like to scream at each other yeah anonymously, we love to be anonymous
1: yeah i love to be pseudonymous and i yeah. don't mind being fully transparent like i use my own name on twitter and it works yeah. for me i tell people if they really want to grow they better go full name because yeah. you can't build a brand as soon as one it's way easier to build a brand as yourself i agree so uh, I look forward to having, I Man, I'd like to have you back on. I'd love to come, I'll go listen to your podcast. So where's that podcast?
0: So we just, dro- we, uh, we just dropped the second episode today. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, we're dropping it on, right now it's, it's, it's on SoundCloud. The name of it is Who's Buying the
1: Shit? Um, you can look my name up. Uh, and why'd you never- Can I get it on Spotify or Apple?
0: Yeah, the, the goal is I want to get like four or five in the can, and yeah. then uh, and then we'll go over there. I mean, we're you know we're in the infancy stages of this thing, but you know I think uh, I think we can build a nice audience when we do. We'll we'll, we'll go wider,
1: but now you got to search. Well, it good out. for you because it'll just help you. This is like the blog. It's for me. It helps me think about yeah. money. Sadly, it all comes down to. I need money. to get it out. I Need to talk. I need to vocalize it. Yeah, it still it still comes down to money. You know, money will just find its way to you if you become an expert at a subject. Right. Look at Snoop you know, the next level of money is making good decisions about who you're going to attach your name to. And Snoop continues to do that. Oh, appreciate that. And Shaq continues to do that.
0: Yeah. Martha. Good, good. There's some big names out there.
1: All right, buddy. So, uh, I'll listen to the podcast. Great to talk to you. And, uh, how do we find you on Twitter? Like, how do we find Nick Adler?
0: Yeah. So Twitter, I'm, I'm the same on Twitter. I'm Nikki ads and as I am on Instagram. Howard, I appreciate you having me, man. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time, and obviously, I'm a fan of yours. So, I, I want to keep doing more stuff together.
1: So it's N I C K Y A D S.
0: Yep, N I C K Y A D S.
1: Got it. Uh, I didn't know that the meta world Nikki ads. Okay, buddy.
0: <laughs> All right, my man. <laughs> See you soon. I
1: right, talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. uh did that help you Knut? Absolutely. Because if it helped you then i feel a little bit better because like you're way behind i'm way behind does that blow your mind it does blow my mind and i sure think it's amazing uh it's amazing that i i just can't wrap my head around a lot of this stuff but uh i'm learning no but you can't supply and demand time scarcity i mean it's just you got to put the time in mm-hmm. all right panic with friends this is uh howard and canute Once a week, we talk to investors, entrepreneurs, traders, venture capitalists, trying to get a couple steps ahead of everything. Too many people think they got to be the first in. Uh, You can almost be the second last in. As long as the trend's good, you just don't want to be the last one out. So uh, tune in. We'll help you do that. Uh, Subscribe. Tell your friends. Google, Apple, Spotify. Just search my name, Howard Lindzen, And we'll see you next week.